For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, we are talking to a very special guest today who's a very dear friend of mine, so it's just a treat for me. But before we begin, I want to thank Home Instead Senior Care, who provides our sponsorship for this program. Now, they do trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. And we are so grateful for today's guest. My friend Grace English is with us. She is an MD. She trained at Southwestern Medical School, went to the University of Texas, which I get a lot of Aggies on this show, Grace. It's kind of refreshing to have a fellow Longhorn. That's good, Kathy. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, and I, I want my listening friends to know if you want to know more about Grace, she shared some very personal details from her life in, in the episode. We, we're going to call them both Compassion, Please. And I'm not sure what title I'm going to add to that so that you'll know it's her story about how she, she was a young 18 year old and made the choice to have an abortion. And then subsequently, what God has done with that decision as he began to teach her to walk in forgiveness and uh, offer compassion to others. So that's a beautiful story. If you have anybody in your life or if you yourself have had an abortion, I know you're going to want to hear what Grace has to say about that. And for today's purposes, I'm not going to review your resume, but I do want to say just because she's a medical doctor, don't let that intimidate you. She's done all the mom stuff too, like PTA and everything else along Boy Scouts and mm-hmm. Grace, Grace, three really beautiful children. So you can relate to Grace, even though she does have a pretty amazing resume. And uh, we're, what we're going to talk about now, <laughs> well, yeah, sorry. That's what happens when my friends come on the show. I brag about them too much. Um, no, you're Grace, good. we're going to be talking a little bit about the wisdom that you've acquired from being so public about your abortion and also the fact that you have accumulated wisdom in the treatment rooms of your office where I know you were the doctor of, I didn't mention this in the other episode, but you were my mother's doctor. I chose you to be the caretaker for my mother as she was in her last few years of life. I know. And you just so tenderly ministered to her and me throughout that process. And uh, you're just an excellent doctor. One reason I picked you is I know how you can be very uh, concerned about the minutia of details things that I don't do as well. And I knew we would be a good, good team in that way. But one thing that I think really stood out more than anything else is you had so much compassion and empathy for my mother who was aging and 
quite elderly. You're young and youthful and in the prime of life, and, and yet you were so ten- tender with my mom. So talk to me a little bit how, about how empathy and compassion have informed the way you talk about abortion. Well, Kathy, you know, as you mentioned in the last podcast, I mean, abortion, it does leave PTSD symptoms, post-traumatic stress syndrome. And so a lot of the symptoms that I see in my patients, those are struggling with anxiety and grief and depression and, you know, addictions and all that. Um, so a lot of times I will ask them if they've had an abortion in their past. And wow. But I will tell them at the same time quickly that, you know, I... I've had one too, so I'm not saying to judge you because yes. I've, I've been where you've been. Right. So, you know, I, I, and I feel that that's really important and for you to get better because this is one major event that's happened in your life that you can't ignore. Yes. So, oh, my gosh, I love that you have that philosophy, Grace. No wonder we're so like-minded on this topic. Mm-hmm. And so once people know that you're not there to judge them, that you're really there because you really care about them, I mean, and, and Kathy, I would say probably one out of three patients that I ask if they've had an abortion will say yes. Because the so, symptoms are so obvious, I mean, right? It, it, it is. To me, it is. It, I mean, I was the walking poster child, you know, for what happened to you after an abortion, you know, and so... And so I see it, and I, I have patients who are in their 20s all the way to their 60s who have shared with me that they've had an abortion before. And so, um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's common ground, and it's a safe place for them to discuss it with me. So I feel like I can be empathetic with them because I can identify with their loss. And you know, so, I'm reading this really wonderful book, and because so often, I mean, our purpose of this show is to give people tools to talk about difficult topics, and, you know, you can just plug in a podcast and say to your family, hey, let's listen to this. This is interesting, and you don't even have to begin with, I also had an abortion. I mean, you you can develop that conversation over time and get to the place Mm -hmm. where you're comfortable talking about it by just plugging in a podcast. But I'm reading, if you're in that situation where you have difficult topics you need to talk about with people, I'm reading Alan Alda's book, If I Understood You, Would I Have This Look on My Face? You know, he was hmm. the star of MASH, and he, he's it's coming out of the Center for Communicating Science at Stony Brook University. So you would love this book if you haven't read it already, Grace. And the reason is he's written the book in order to help scientists talk about their science in order to get grants. And, you know, if, if you're boring people to death, they're not going to be able to hear you. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. at least the people like me that are the creative children in the room, we're not going to listen if it's too boring. So mm-hmm. his point is, though, that empathy, back to your original point, empathy and compassion then connect us so that we are actually almost able to read each other's minds because our brains are wired to to watch for and receive all kinds of clues like body language and facial expressions mm-hmm. and, and, exactly. and emotions. We, we transfer emotions back and forth. So in his book, he talks about doctors, and I, I suspect you might fall into this category, where you're in a treatment room and you have a patient and you just identify so much with the pain they're in that it, you begin to feel 
emotionally and and the physical pain of that other person's injury or, right. or ailment. What I just I found that interesting, especially if you take that kind of concept and then transfer that idea to the whole this whole political politicized thing around abortion where people can't hear each other because they're so polarized. Right. And, and Kathy, I mean, and I mean, with all the dialogue that you hear out on the public stage, like you said, there's not a dialogue because it's just yelling and shouting from each side yes. Yes. and each side cannot listen. And so, I mean, I just feel like we need to have a dialogue with those who think differently from us and not be afraid of that. I and, agree. And, and to let people know that, you know, this is not about taking away your choice. This is not about, take, you know, telling you what you can or cannot do. But this is about empowering you to make the best decisions for what is going to matter to you later in your life. Yeah, you 50 or six, when you're 60 like I am, you're still going to look back at that moment with regret. Not that I'm, I'm bound by it or, or hindered by it, but I'm still, when I think about it, I just wish I'd made a different decision. But, you know, Kathy, it's so weird because I really feel like, you know, like you said, I, John and I, we've had three beautiful kids, Sarah yeah. and Matthew, and, you know, two of them are in college now. And, I mean, they're the greatest joy in my life. And, yeah. you know, and I think about the personalities or differences, you know, the gifts that they have. But, you know, even not too long ago, the Lord was telling me, he's like, you know, the son that you didn't have on this earth, he also has a human voice. He also has gifts and a personality. And, you know, mm -hmm. one day I will get to meet him, Kathy, just like you'll get mm -hmm. to meet your child, your child that was aborted, you know. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, these are these are real live human beings. Even though you we may not have given them birth, we do have a eternal relationship with them. I love that, and, Grace. Boy, that's so encouraging to hear you say that. So dear. And, Right. And so, Kathy, I mean, so I think if we could get those who are pro-choice who think that, you know, this has to be, abortion has to remain legal in our country. I mean, if you can really get them into a conversation and help them understand that, you know, women and men, for the most part, really suffer from making this decision and they yeah. have regrets. I mean, yeah. for many, many years on end, and they don't know what to do with that. Well, I think, I think the politicized nature of this conversation has kept us from really talking about the data that is so clear about post-abortion syndrome. So that's something we want to talk about when we come back. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just so happy that you were willing to come on here. I don't want to forget to tell people that that it may be that God is leading you to to. Uh, speak more frequently on the topic. So we can talk about that too. We have about a minute or so before the break. So I don't want to forget to tell people they can find your story at kathycraffy.com, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. And they can also find the two episodes we did on the topic of abortion with B.J. Garrett. She shared her story and it include, uh, included some really heartbreaking things that she experienced as a child. So if you want to look up B.J. Garrett on my website, I hope you will. You'll find out more about care, Christ-centered abortion recovery and education by going to my website or finding them online. 
But whatever you do, please stay with us because when we come back, Grace and I are going to be just really pulling down barriers and talking openly about a topic that does not get discussed very often at this level. So stay with us. I've got a doctor who can answer questions and I'm going to be asking some good ones. So don't go away, but stay with us. Truth with a Texas twang uh, spoken here. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shinbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. If you're listening in and you've been wondering if there was any other way to talk about abortion that with more compassion and empathy and some solutions for unplanned unplanned pregnancies. I don't want to forget to mention our friend Bev Klein at Father Heart for the One. Mm, I'm trying to remember. Living Alternatives, Loving Alternatives. There's half a dozen ministries that are were founded here by one of our beloved friends who we just respect so much. But our guest today is, and so I want you to look for those online if you're looking for 
especially if you have a daughter or if you yourself are pregnant and don't know what to do, you found our podcast. We want you to know there's some really great options out there and we want you to find those. So you can also contact me personally. I'll try to help you if I can. KathyCrafty.com is my website and I get interesting conversations going all the time with people who contact me out of the blue. And so I just love that. I mean, I live for that. So today, though, we're talking with Grace, my dear friend, Grace English. She's a doctor. She has training in all kinds of experience in the in the treatment room with patients. And she also is post-abortive herself. So when she talks about post-abortion syndrome, she is very knowledgeable in a way that few people are and very few people would talk about publicly. So, Grace, thank you for being so courageous. Oh, thank you, Kathy. So now let's talk a little bit about some of the future things you see. We've, you and I got to, I, I'm so fortunate. You're the founder of CARE, Christ-Centered Abortion Recovery and Education. I think it's one of the only ministries of its kind throughout the nation where people are talking honestly about the fact that women really suffer physical symptoms and emotional and spiritual symptoms after abortion. And so you created this beautiful ministry, founded it. I was so fortunate to be invited to serve on the first board, the founding board. I'm really, really honored by that, Grace. Mm -hmm. And when I think about it, I really can't hardly believe it because I'd never served on a board before that. You just took your chances with me. <laughs> well, Kathy, you did a wonderful job. Oh, Definitely. Well, we know there was board a lot material. of... There was a lot of spiritual warfare that happened around the way we wanted to do that. And one of the things we wanted to do was talk about abortion as a personal issue and take the politics out as far as we could remove that so that women right. would understand that they need privacy and confidentiality to talk about such a such a traumatizing experience. And then I wasn't expecting this. I think you were. We had men coming to us. We had grandmothers. I remember one case where a, a young woman who was not able to have children was heartbroken because her, I believe it was her sister had had an abortion and she would have liked to have adopted that child. Mm, so, wow. I, mean, I mean, the stories are just endless that you and I have heard over the years and you even more than I have. You've been so involved behind the scenes. And in fact, it wasn't even on your resume, some of the work you've done on retreats, weekend retreats, and Bible studies that have helped women come to terms with this decision that they made in their mm -hmm. past. So talk, wow. to me, talk to me a little bit about what's happening now currently in this, this experience of compassion and empathy that you are offering others. Well, Kathy, I think, you know, definitely CARE and other abortion recovery groups across our country, I mean, they are ministering to the men and women who've had abortions. But honestly, I, I mean, a, just as important, a greater call is to to talk about the whole life issue, about protecting the unborn. And, you know, it's and we know that life begins at conception now. We know that through ultrasound. I mean, the technology has shown us, you know, life in the womb so early on um, versus, you know, when it was in the 80s when I had my abortion, we thought it was a clump of cells. You know, we didn't think it was a baby. And so, but even with that material, knowing that, you know, science backs up that life begins at conception, that people don't see how abortion and protecting the unborn, when you don't 
when you choose to choose life for your unborn baby, even in the most difficult circumstance, you're choosing to protect your own heart. You are choosing to to keep your heart, to be a heart of flesh. You know, because abortion, it makes you, makes your heart turn into hearts of stone. And that will impact who you are as a person, as a wife, as a mother, as a father, and even in your relationship with the Lord. I mean, when when you say that, it's because what happens is, I know for me, I was so ashamed that I had to partition off that decision I made. It was, I was ashamed, but I was, it was also so painful. It was the opposite of what I really wanted to do. And so that pain and all that, that negative emotional baggage that went with that decision, that was all partitioned off in its own corner of my heart. And so that was just a part of my heart that was not accessible to me or anyone else. Is that when you say your heart gets hard, that's the kind of thing you mean. Right. Right. And, okay. you, and my ability to love my children, the living children that I did have subsequently, I mean, it, it truly would have affected if the Lord had not healed me and forgiven me for my sin. And, and, yeah. and that if I hadn't forgiven myself for choosing to abort my first baby. And so, you know, in doing abortion recovery now through the years, I mean, and, and in my own personal story, it's helped me to realize that if I had and not wanted to deal with my past abortion, that I would not have felt worthy to receive any love from my children. You know, I would have felt so unworthy and shameful that I didn't deserve to have any sort of love that would be granted to me from my living children. Yeah, it's it's interesting you bring that up. One of the reasons I first uh, got help, and this was like back, it was probably... I don't know. The kids were, well, Anna was born in 85 and uh, I guess I shouldn't say their, their birthdays over the air, but both my kids were born in the mid eighties, the two early children, my daughters. And so, right. uh, sorry, I got kind of distracted by putting out too much personal information of other people's information on air. But anyway, so there I was holding these little infants and not mm-hmm. able to enjoy that because I felt so much grief over the child I had boarded a few years earlier. And, and I think that grief complicated cause I had not allowed myself to grieve for that baby that exactly. I, yeah. And so and what, that's a great point, Kathy. I mean, so many women, they may not even consciously know that because most right. of the women that come to our studies, they, they don't see how, how their abortion has impacted who they are. And right. so even when you're holding your babies, even subconsciously, I mean, that's a subconscious thing if it's not a conscious thing. Yeah, I'm know. pretty self-aware. And in my case, I, I was understanding mm-hmm. that because I have a lot of energy anyway, as you know. And so I didn't have the emotional energy that I normally had after I gave birth to mm-hmm. both, both mm-hmm. the girls. First, I mean, two toddlers, and they were so close together. But I, I understood the difference between just being tired and worn out physically and having the emotional energy to love them. I knew there was a difference and I was, right. I was emotionally depleted. And so right. because of that, I recognized that I needed to get some help because I wasn't, I wasn't the kind of mother I wanted to be to those girls. I thought they deserved better. So it, that's exactly. how I got help, but it was all tied, I think, to grief that had not been, right. had a chance to 
I had not honored my own grief over losing right. that child that I, I didn't feel I deserved to grieve because it was my choice. Correct. And so, and so that's why there's so many women who are still kept in prison of their own selves, you know, because it, it was their choice, you know, and so. And I, I've heard um, women and, and I have many friends who've told me that they had come to terms with the decision they made because they felt it was the most practical decision. So I think there are a lot of ways to view this and depending on where your, your faith or your perspective or your philosophy is in life, there, there are a lot of ways to, to come to terms with an abortion, but, but for people of faith, really, um, turning to Jesus and realizing that he is able to forgive all sin. That, that is huge. Now we've also mm-hmm. had some really exciting things happen. People who come to, uh, sometimes I hear people, in fact, Dana Goodman was on the show, good rum. And she was saying, sometimes people are afraid to come to Jesus because they don't think he'll want them. And one thing that we've learned in our, our studies with the post-abortive women is that sometimes that's how they feel and they get there and they not only get forgiveness for their abortion and they start to feel whole again, but they come to Christ and they, and they, oh. real, they realize that Jesus loves them. Right. Right. So what I totally you- agree. I think so many people don't have a relationship with God because they feel so unworthy because of all the past yes. decisions they've made, whether it's been abortion or not. I mean, we've all, we've yes. all been. We have about uh, two minutes left on this show. So, Grace, I'm going to toss it back to you. Do you have a big idea you'd like to just throw out there and hope people hear you? Well, Kathy, I just think that we have to make this issue of abortion, as you said, a personal decision. And and when you are encountering, you know, a young mother who is contemplating abortion, I mean... You really want to be able to support her and love her, but talk her through her her decision. And, you know, with the knowledge that we have now mm-hmm. and uh, being post-abortive and what happens to women and men after an abortion, that needs to be shared. And so that's not being shared when somebody goes to Planned Parenthood and goes to an abortion facility, you know. Oh. And so... And that's a whole nother podcast about that. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was going to say, to me, justice, we have such a need for justice in our country. And then we have this parallel issue of life. And to me, they, that is a podcast. We'll have to talk about that another time. We don't have time today, but I think we will see more justice and more life when we get serious about both those topics. So mm-hmm. I'm really, really grateful for the work you're doing and especially educating people so that they get the true full scientific story of what happens after an abortion and they can make decisions based on better information. And thank you. Thank you for your comments about when we'll see our babies again. I cannot wait. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. Thank you, Kathy, for having me. Oh, it's my privilege, Grace, really. You you too. Love you to pieces. So find more on kathycraffy.com and find both of Grace's podcasts there. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. 
thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week.